Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unity Colorado, a Colin Wilhelm for Colorado podcast. I am Colin Wilhelm, Democratic candidate for Colorado's 3rd Congressional House District. Um, it's running to defeat Lauren Bobert. And with me, as always, is wonderful human being Keely. Hello, good morning. Glad to be back. We've got lots of things happening um, now that we've gone into March. Yes, a lot of things are happening, and uh, it's uh, the weather will start to get. This is March. Sometimes is our is our snowiest month of the year. I've heard. Yeah, my birthday's coming up, and you never really know if it's going to be nice or if it's going to be freezing. Yeah, yeah. One year it could be seventy five on your birthday. The next year it could be seven. Yeah, makes it kind of yep. hard. We do have the spring forward coming up so that's good news uh, you typically around that time is when the weather does start getting nicer and i am here for it yep <laughs> i know you, you you are not a colorado weather person i don't know why you continue to live in this state yeah well born and raised i, I just i tried to get in the way went to a snowier state i don't know why i didn't go to the beach but yeah I, I love colorado summers they're beautiful well colorado is <laughs> By hands down, one of the most beautiful states in the country, I'll say that, no matter what the weather is. I agree. I agree. I'm just a wimp in the cold. Yep. <laughs> I want to remind everybody that I am running for Congress against Lauren Boebert. You can check me out at wilhelmforcolorado.com, where you can learn more about me and my staff and, and the campaign we're running. Um, you can sign up for our emails, uh, volunteer, and donate there. Also, you can check out past episodes on this to get more deep dive into the issues that are important to Colorado and the people of CD3 and, and uh, just hear our insights on the world in general. Um, you can also listen to this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple iTunes. Um, if you like what you have to hear, give us a five-star review and, um, and, and like us and subscribe. So that way we can get more and more uh, people listening and tuning in. The more we can do, the more we we can uh, better our chances to beat Bobert, right? Absolutely. Yep. So uh, let's hop right into um, to a couple of things. First, um, in regards to last week's um, opening segment, uh, last week's opening segment was recorded on Tuesday, 2-2 Tuesday of last week week of February, the day before the invasion, uh, Russia launched their invasion of Ukraine. Um, so, and it was released afterwards. So it might've seemed a little bit dated to people. So I, we apologize for that. Yes. And since then we have also been informed, um, that the proper way to say or address Ukraine is just by saying Ukraine and not the Ukraine. Yes. Uh, the Ukraine is the way Russians pronounced it or referred to the area during the Soviet um, period. So we want to make sure we're we're giving as much agency and authority to people of Ukraine as possible. Yes, knowledge is power, right? Exactly. <laughs> there was one question that you and I didn't have an answer to last week, Keely. That's right. Um, we couldn't. Tell the listeners if there were any states that did not allow medical or decriminalized or 
or any form of legalization of marijuana. And it appears that there are six of them. Okay. I didn't know that, but that is good to know. Yeah. So uh, if you're one of those six states, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, because marijuana is a very good medical, tr- has some very, very, very good medical purposes for it. Yes. And opportunities for economic growth, as we spoke about. So Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, something important. I think that's important to you and I, uh, in particular, personally. Did mm-hmm. you happen to see Saturday Night Live over the weekend? Um, I did, actually. Um, it had, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to say his last name wrong, but um, the opening was John Mulaney. Yeah, you even pronounced it right. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as many people, listeners know, I am a recovering alcoholic and have been to rehab. Um, and John Mulaney uh, talked about his um, his uh, his recovery, and I thought it was really awesome to have somebody come on and talk about, in a comedic way, with with some jokes about um, an intervention that then led to him going to rehab and what's been going on since then. Well, I wonder what your thoughts were. You know, I guess I kind of had mixed feelings about it. Um, I personally don't think that like drug addiction is like a laughing matter, but I can't understand how like putting it in this way and kind of poking fun at it does get a little bit more of attention mm-hmm. um, a lot of the times. Um, so Although it was a joking matter that I didn't like, didn't like that part. Um, I do believe that this skit, yeah, brought a lot of awareness to addiction and mental health issues. Um, and sometimes, you know, reaches people that wouldn't normally, like, uh, wouldn't normally reach, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that addiction is no laughing matter. But um, I will say one of the the things that made rehab so actually successful for me um was the amount of jokes and inside jokes and everything with the other people and the connections you could make in rehab and um humor really helped to bond us there i think um so i was really pleased to see him at least be very open and willing to just take it right on from the very beginning of his monologue um, yeah, I agree. I think that the, the the openness of it um, should be something that's embraced everywhere. Yeah. Um, definitely don't want to make light of somebody's uh, attempt at recovery because relapse is real. And right. uh, relapses have are painful um, when they occur, not just for the person, but for everybody around them. Uh, they can be more painful than the actual active addiction that's going on because it's it's a step it's almost feels like it's a, a loss or a step backwards or um, time thrown away right absolutely um, one thing that I tell all my sponsees though is that um, if, if if you relapse and you own up to that relapse, that's a part of your growth. And the time that you had sober is still your sober time before that relapse. So don't count that as a negative. Don't don't discount that, that time period that you had and all that growth that you made. Let's put that relapse on the shelf 
And as long as you're owning up to it, let's continue on down that path. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a learning experience. Yep. And, um, and he definitely seemed to espouse the view that there's no graduation from recovery. Uh, He didn't seem to think he was recovered or in the clear by any stretch of the means in his monologue. At least I didn't get that impression. Did you? No, I did not. I think that, um, I'm sure you can attest to this, that recovery is an ongoing thing. Even if you've been sober for, you know, any amount of time, you're still kind of in recovery. Every day, every day. Um, but yeah, so, so I thought that was really, it, it just was really nice to see that in such a, um, a seminal cultural part of our, of our zeitgeist and, and somebody being so open and honest and, and maybe that will help remove that stigma. And John, if you happen to be listening to John Mulaney, if you happen to be listening to this, we'd love to have you on our podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You can find this podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to listen, subscribe, and if you like it, leave a five-star review. Due to some technical difficulties, we were unable to get a hold of our guest or sit down with our guest for this interview. So for that, we're not going to be doing a main portion of the show. Enjoy the Burbert Bullshit Bulletin. And it's a special lengthy one. We talk about some things beyond just her in this one. So hopefully we'll have that to you next week. Otherwise, we will be back with another wonderful show. Thank you and have a good weekend. I guess that brings us to our final segment of the show, huh, Keely? Yes, the BBB. My favorite. Um, as we've always mentioned, there is never a lack of content for this section, um, all about Lauren Bobert. Um, so last night, so the first, um, President Biden um, addressed during the State of the Union, um, he, was during, he was speaking about deaths in Af- Afghanistan, and he was describing, you know, the death of his son, Major Bo Biden. And um, who succumbed to a brain cancer and, as we know, possibly from the toxic burn pits that were in Afghanistan um, that a lot of our veterans have unfortunately been exposed to. And it's causing, you know, lots of different illnesses, cancer and death um, Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. And um, during that Lauren Boebert thought it was a great opportunity um, to shout um, that. So Biden was talking about how it essentially lands these veterans in coffins. And she shouted, you put them there, 13 of them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And, you know, not only I think it was this completely just distasteful um, but I think it was kind of a shameful outburst, you know, re- regardless of, first of all, I think during a state of the union address, you don't do that. Yep. No, I <laughs> um, agree. you know, it, it's just completely disrespectful. Um, but to also interrupt him when he is essentially mourning the loss of his son, um, uh, who was a veteran. Um, I think it's just 
so callous of her to do that, you know, whether it be his son or any other veteran that has lost their life um, due to, you know, in the line of duty or after the fact. Yeah. And um, I I agree. It it is true. 13 people died in Afghanistan during the, during the pullout Um, and the withdrawal of us forces in Afghanistan. And I've, I've, made my statement on that I thought that we handled the withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan poorly. Um, it could have gone better. I don't I, I don't know enough to know who to blame for that. Um, Trump started it. Biden had to finish it. Um, you know, where up and down the chain of command is that issue. But, you know, one, one thing, and, and she's so shameful, she did it specifically just to get um, attention. And um, we have a, a veteran on our staff is, is currently the press coordinator among other titles. Um, and he's been talking to us about these burn pits for what, almost last year. Right. Yeah. And um, I thought it was really awesome to hear Joe Biden talk about that because that's something that we don't, that hasn't been brought up about um, our veterans and, and how we burn. And, and it makes somewhat makes sense to me that we burn all of, our equipment and all of everything. So that way people, uh, the opposing sides or what's left behind doesn't go into enemy hands. Uh, but we do it in such a way that you just, uh, you just stick a, a Marine grunt there or a low, low level army um, infantryman with a pole and they just push stuff around in a, in a, in a burn pit and with no protection, no, no, no nothing. And that can cause all these toxic fumes and, Everything caused major issues, and the VA has denied and denied and denied and denied and denied claims and related to this for the over the last decade, and that needs to change. And I was very happy to see President Biden bring that up, and maybe her outburst actually will end up making it more of an issue that I can address when I take her seat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I felt like she really treated that like she was a a high school student at a pep rally. But I think that her disrespectful outburst also, you know, continues to fuel the division between party lines. And that's also something that needs to be stopped because we should treat each other as fellow Americans and not enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did kind of remind me. So in 2009, um, Rep. Joe Wilson had an outburst accusing President Obama of being a liar. Yes. Um, but the difference here is that Rep. Wilson apologized and recognized that his outburst was wrong and dis- you know distasteful. Lauren, on the other hand, took to Twitter and not only didn't apologize, but followed up her remark saying that she just couldn't stay silent and our heroic servicemen and women deserved so much better. Well, I think that our heroic servicemen and women deserve better than Lauren Boebert and her outburst during something that, you know, a lot of families in America that have or had loved ones in the service um, deserved some respect during that. So I agree. She has voted against expanding funding to the VA um, system. She has voted against expanding funding to um, active duty military troops for mental health care. She has voted against increasing wages to active duty military troops. Uh, 
she has voted against beefing up um, diplomatic security um, in in times where we're trying to use diplomacy to stop a war in the Ukraine. She has voted against our military veterans and our active duty troops. And now she wants to claim to support them. I don't, I don't, I don't see that track record as, as a uh, um, passing muster in my mind. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that uh, by removing clowns like Lauren Boebert from Congress, perhaps that we can achieve the idea of unity and stop treating our fellow Americans like enemies. Yes. And also, um, as you mentioned, that in that 2009 outburst, he apologized after that. And it was one claim where he said, you lie. Uh, right. Lauren Boebert had more than one outburst last night. Mm-hmm. She, she also chanted with Marjorie Taylor Greene, build the wall in the middle yeah. of the speech. Right. And that was unsuccessful yes. <laughs> in trying to get people to chant with them, which I think just makes them look ridiculous. Yes, they are high schoolers. They are quintessential versions of the wonderful Tina Fey movie Mean Girls. Right. And I think that, you know, if nothing else, the Republican Party should hold them accountable for their outbursts. I agree. And one thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately is that, you know, Lauren Boebert represents a low level of in our political discourse. So does Marjorie Taylor Greene. But it Mm -hmm. can get worse. We're not at the bottom of the barrel. We can always go further down in our political discourse in this country. I think we need to have, and, and that's why I'm, I'm proud of the campaign that you and I and and Wesley and, and, and the other people involved are running up such a mature issue policy-based campaign. Um, Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I think that there's been too much of that, you know, ridiculousness in politics and, um, that is one of the reason, main reasons why I decided to come on to the campaign with you is because we wanted to bring conversation and it's okay to dis- disagree, but it's mm-hmm. not okay to attack each other, um, you know, back into politics. It, we need to have conversations and be able to, you know, whatever happened to respecting your fellow American and, you know, the golden rule that I teach my daughter, if you don't yeah. have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And and we're not on separate teams here. It's not Republicans versus Democrats. We're all part of the same team. And until, and and, and the more people that start acting that way and and have mature conversations, the better our country will continue to be. Right. And I think that, um, you know, outbursts like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, you know, what they don't seem to realize is that it is not just Americans that are watching this. Mm-hmm. You know, we are on the world world uh, stage, if you will, and yeah. other countries are watching. And when they do things like this, it makes America look bad. It emboldens um, despotic uh, dictators like Putin to think that we're not unified against him um, or we don't have the, the wherewithal to to become unified or something and it could embolden our enemies, but at the same time, it also, yeah, you're right. It strengthens our, or it weakens our, our, um, just, just the way the people on the ground across the world see us. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, with Marjorie Taylor Greene attending a what was like a conference this last weekend held by a white supremacist group. Yes. Who was basically holding Putin to this like godly level. Um, yeah. You know, things like that as well. Like we, our representatives should not be a part of that. End of story. Yeah. Like you, you said at the very beginning of this podcast, words have power. Mm-hmm. And when you are in a position of leadership, your words, the power of the, your words are magnified. Absolutely. And, and I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert need to remember that. Yes. So. Well, thank you, Keely. This has been another wonderful episode of uh, Unity Colorado, a Colin Wilhelm for Colorado podcast. You can check us out at wilhelmforcolorado.com where you can uh, sign up for emails, volunteer, please donate, please, please donate to get the likes of Lauren Boebert out of office. Um, If we have enough funds, we'll start trying to get other people out like Marjorie Taylor Greene as well. Um, And the more we can raise, the better we can do. Um, Also, you can listen to past episodes and check us out, check out other episodes of this on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Please uh, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thank you, Keely. Yes, thank you.